0: Welcome to the CODcast. Eight New Bedford arts and cultural organizations have won a $280,000 grant from the Barr Foundation to build a stronger connection with their community to make, as the promo says, creative expression, arts, and culture a recognized, valued, and expected part of everyday life. It sounds promising, but it's a little hard to understand exactly what it means. Let's try to find out. I'm Bruce Moe of Commonwealth Magazine, and I'm joined by Lee Blake, the president of New Bedford Historical Society, and Jasmine Baird, a senior fellow at New Bedford Creative. Jasmine, let's start with you. This program called Creating Connection. Where did it come from and, and what does it try to do?
1: Sure. Um, Well, first, Bruce, thank you so much for having me. Um, So Creating Connection was launched in 2015. It was created by the Metropolitan Group and Arts Midwest. And so Arts Midwest is our core partner for this initiative. Um, The program has supported organizations across the U.S. through trainings, Um, workshops, technical assistance, and grants. Um, It's a research and messaging initiative that helps creative organizations connect their messages and programs to the existing community values. So along with this great opportunity um, of creating a creating connection cohort, there are a few other opportunities that we have as well. So there's going to be a community-wide messaging campaign, which will be shared um, throughout the community to Um, have a shared message of power and value of creativity in New Bedford. Um, It's still in its beginning phases, uh, but we're aiming to debut that by the summer. And then um, another opportunity would be, once the cohort has gone through this curriculum, um, they'll receive $20,000 in grant support for their projects um, to implement their new strategies from this cohort peer learning experience. So that could be from anywhere from A-B testing, um, creating new branding and marketing to uh, enhancing their events and programming, et cetera.
0: So um, the eight organizations, let me read them off here. They are the Third Eye Youth Empowerment by Black New Bedford, New Bedford Art Museum slash Artworks, DATMA or the Massachusetts Design Art and Technology Institute, New Bedford Historical Society, New Bedford Symphony Orchestra, Cape Verdean Association in New Bedford, and the Co-Creative Center. Now Lee, uh, at the Historical Society, what does this grant mean for you? It, It talks about a joint branding effort, and then uh, building connections with the community. Uh, It's still a little fuzzy in my head. Give me something concrete I can work with. What's that gonna mean?
2: Well, with the New Bedford Historical Society, our focus is the history of people of color. So that history in in New Bedford goes back uh, several generations to the abolitionist movement. And just recently, last week, the Historical Society in the City of New Bedford, we're partnering to create a new historic district that focuses on the abolition movement and the importance of the African-American community in setting up that movement. So just a, a week ago, we heard from the Mass Historic Commission that our new historic district has been approved. So now the question is, how do we market it? How do we market a five block district where many of the houses were the houses of abolitionists? How do we market that for a contemporary audience? Um, What's important about that? So with the um, Midwest arts program, we really wanted to help developing this whole message. Um, We've actually received money from the Cultural Facilities Fund, um, Mass Humanities has given us funds to develop a park and now to work on developing a message that will bring people, not just from the city, but from the around the region to the park to understand that important part of the history. Um, I do wanna mention one thing, the park and the neighborhood are right across the street from the Nathan and Polly Johnson house. And that house is the house that Frederick Douglass and his wife Anna lived in for several years in New Bedford. So there's this whole message about the continuity of um, people involved in civic engagement and in work around standing up for democracy. So what's the message and how do we incorporate that using all the workshops we hope that we'll have, and the tools.
0: And will you, um, each organization will go through the workshop, and then it sounds like you're going to work together a little bit too, or are you all go off on your own and do your own thing after that? How, how will that work?
2: So I'll just, I'll take a little bit uh, longer. One of the important pieces of this is how do you develop collaboration between all of these organizations so while the historical society might be developing a park it's very possible that the symphony will come and do outdoor music concerts in the park
0: hmm.
2: all right and like also support
0: each other yeah
2: out, outside uh, workshops on art for kids We will have a gazebo in the park and that gazebo will be available for some of the organizations that we're working with to come and do different kinds of of workshops or play groups with kids. So it's developing a message, but also having the opportunity to look at how we work together as arts groups in different manners to attract our constituents in the city of New Bedford.
0: Now, Jasmine, uh, you mentioned that this organization that sort of created this concept uh, began it in 2015. But I think some of the information you sent out said this is the first time they've they've sort of done individual organizations, but this time they've done a place. So this sounds a little bit different, uh, what they're doing. Tell me about that and and why New Bedford? Yeah.
1: So um, this is the first time they're doing a place-based pilot. You're right. They did do a statewide pilot um, with 10 organizations over the course of three years, so 2016 to 2019. Um, And I think it's an incredible honor that New Bedford was chosen for this pilot, um, for this initiative, again funded by the Barr Foundation. Um, I don't think we'll be able to share this news without the Bar Foundation and Arts Midwest selecting us. Um, But I also think in part, that wouldn't have been able to be done without the amazing creative work that New Bedford has already created and has been doing over the years. Um, And that's why I believe Arts Midwest brought creating connection to New Bedford specifically. Um, They believe the city can use its creativity to create a healthier and more connected community. Um, I also think, our momentum of being this creative hub is being recognized and worth the investment in. Um, I also think it's the perfect time. You know, we're still in the wake of a pandemic um, and a racial justice reckoning. I think as a cohort and a community, we have the opportunity to reimagine what creative expression means um, while also embracing many cultures within our community.
0: Yeah, I, um, I'm not totally knowledgeable about every community in the state, obviously, but uh, I sort of keep coming back to New Bedford on a number of fronts. Um, uh, before we started the podcast here, Lee mentioned uh, the mayor of New Bedford and he, some federal money that he got. And I was doing a podcast with him a couple of weeks ago and he, he he's devoting the largest chunk of the money to tourism, arts and culture, which I think it's very unusual um, in the state. Um, So something seems to be going on in in New Bedford. Lee, is that that true? Or if I capture that well, or is it, is there, what's going on there?
2: I I can say that there's something is going on in New Bedford. Uh, The arts and culture communities are allied also with the education community. So, Many artists live in New Bedford. They're part of the economic uh, vibrancy of the city. And the idea also is that using some of this ARPA money that you have mentioned, the mayor has talked about, using some of this money to invigorate spaces, um, open spaces. There's money for parks in this. There's money for some of the buildings that uh, could, could use some help in being redefined, for instance. I do a lot of work with historic preservation. So I look at some of the older buildings that are, you know, their bones are good, but there's nothing happening in them. Oh, well, they could be art centers. They could be cultural centers. They could be little libraries. There's things that you could do with them that would uh, infuse some funds into some of the neighborhoods. Especially now that people are concerned about you know, traveling. So how do you help make neighborhoods more vibrant and more accessible for the residents, but also as an arts and educational core for our communities?
0: Right. And Jasmine, um, tell me if you can, some of the other organizations in New Bedford that are part of this grant Have you heard some of the plan, you know, Lee was talking about a park and and trying to build synergies with the other groups. What other ideas are being brainstormed uh, as you go into this? I know it's just starting up, but.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say it's still pretty new. So we actually encouraged uh, the organizations to kind of hold off on their thinking about what they plan to do with the experimentation grants, only because we're still just beginning this curriculum. And what they may think they wanna do with it now may change over the course of the eight months. So it's still, uh, like you said, very new, um, but we're looking to have Ving go through this experience for them to then come back towards the middle of this opportunity to think about what they wanna do, um, whether that be siloed, you know, individually or in a collaborative space, like we mentioned.
2: But anyway. so let me also add something else in, in terms of what some people are thinking. Um, we have an art museum, the New Bedford Art Museum, which is right across the street from the New Bedford Public Library. The public library has an art collection that people have given it over the years, you know, wailing money, people bought art, and they put all that and donated all that to the library. So how do we get the library and the art museum to work together to share their collection, mm. for example? And um, the library doesn't necessarily have the space to do this, but the art museum does. So right now, as as you mentioned, what people are doing, they're looking at different ways of sharing uh, their expertise. So the art museum can put together the exhibit. The um, library has the art. So they'll be working hand in hand on that. And it's, you know, it's right across the street. That's the other thing. But those kind of uh, synergies uh, people are working on and we're working on them through this whole uh, creative pilot that uh, Jasmine is leading us through.
0: Is that um, cooperative sort of effort? Is that unusual in the art world? Is, you know, a lot of times organizations are throwing elbows at each other trying to get money or do this, but you make it sound like everybody's sort of rowing in the same direction down there in New Bedford.
2: Well, I could also say we have, as in you asked about New Bedford, New Bedford is, you know, we're a small community. We don't have a lot of uh, corporate money, for instance. So leveraging each other's skills becomes really important in order to develop what we have here. So while there are some incidents in the the past where people have done the elbowing, but we really created uh, an interesting platform to work together on, and that is arts History and Architecture, AHA, which happens at least once a month, that's the second Thursday of the month, where all the organizations offer something between 5 and 9 p.m. So it might be a one-hour talk it might be um, some celebrations of children's arts. Uh, we ha- In April, we do an environmental parade, but people come together and we've been doing this for years. So now we have this opportunity to really think about how to market those things and make those collaborations stronger.
0: Yeah, as, as I was hearing you talk, um, you know, New Bedford is just one of many sort of gateway cities across the state and, and they're all trying to figure out uh, how best to do arts and culture. They see that as a way to give rebirth to their community and enliven the community. And you guys seem to be a little further down the road. Is there some secret sauce to that? Or do you have some secret you could share with, with other communities?
2: Well, I, I did wanna say that for, for many of us, we've been working together for almost 20 years. So the historical society, for example, we're only 25 years old. So when we started, a part of our work was really to network and collaborate with as many groups as possible. But we also had, uh, we have a national park and that park is a 13 block park where there are activities put together by the national park. Um, We have, of course, the Whaling Museum and we have an art museum. So we have some big institutions where we've been able as smaller organizations to partner with them to do conferences, to do workshops, to do seminars. we really saw that that was one way of doing it. And as you mentioned, you don't want always to have the elbows. What you want to do is have people to row in the same direction.
0: Yeah. Jasmine, any thoughts on that advice yeah. others what's needed?
1: Absolutely. I think um, I have a different perspective from Lee, uh, you know, just being raised and growing up in New Bedford, I feel like the creative organizations of New Bedford um, have a strong sense of intentionality. I think um, they definitely understand the importance of collaboration, because I think it's one thing to have your audience and to really cater and serve your audience, but they also think about, okay, who is not here and how can, we, how can we service them, but also what are some other organizations doing? What are their strengths? How can we learn from each other? I think that's the beauty of our arts and culture community. Um, and so I would advise that for other communities also.
0: Well, that's great. Uh, Lee Blake of the New Bedford Historical Society and Jasmine Baird of New Bedford Creative. Thank you very much for joining me today. And for our audience, we'll see you again next week. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for having us.